Welcome back to A Degree in Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside my great mate, Jeff Tate. And Jeff, what a controversial playoff that we have on our hands, the conference championship week. Every scenario happened that created chaos, and boy, is there some angry people in the community right now yeah what a what a way to go out with the uh, traditional four team playoff that we've had for 10 years now it is it is dead this is the last uh selection show where there's four teams um that goes in and if i'm correct i don't know i'm pretty sure that there's not exactly a select it's it's still going to be a selection committee but it's a lot different going forward just based on the pure amount of teams there are um and all that but yeah cole we're recording this sunday december 3rd uh, a little bit in the uh, it's eight o'clock here on the East Coast, so we've known for about seven and a half hours ish who the playoff is. But no, I mean it was very controversial. It's one of those things where you had the gut feeling of what was going to happen, but you also at the same point were like, no, they can't do that, can they? And they did. Um, but yeah, it was a great college uh, conference championship weekend. Obviously, we want to hear about your experience because you were at probably the best game. Actually, not probably. You were at the best game. That that and Bama would definitely be 1A and 1B, I would say, from um, just a fan that watched this past weekend. But great games, some blowouts like we expected. Obviously, Michigan uh, blowout, Iowa no points, which is uh, which will probably want a lot of people money. And, uh, yeah, great weekend of college football. And it's crazy that we are done with the regular season officially. And, well, conference championship, I'm wrapping that into that. But uh, it's postseason time, and it is uh, some awesome games on the slate in the next month. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a fun weekend. Uh, all the games that you uh, we, we kind of thought would be blowouts were blowouts, and the games that were close were close. I think Forest State and Louisville, I think, turned out about how we – what expected it there no surprise there um yeah the i'll just get right into it the the, the first game washington oregon it was i was, was a heck of a game um there was times oregon scored i think 21 straight points to take the lead and you're like oh is this slipping away from washington and washington did what they did all year and they just answered and they kept answering um and it was when they scored at the end in two plays oregon driving down the field i thought for sure that they were going to um, that they were going to come back and win that game again after you thought for sure Washington put it away. And then Washington, once again, did what they did all year. They were resilient. They were tough. And they, they had a game plan to start this game, and they hit them in the mouth early, and it was just insurmountable. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is such a good head coach. But I'll tell you what, there is nothing like seeing Michael Penix throw that ball in person. We had a view. We were, I'm sure a lot of uh, anyone who saw on Instagram or Twitter, um, we were about second level up, so not the highest, but a good spot um, on uh, the end zone. I think the one that was painted in Oregon end zone. And you could see when Washington was driving down uh, away from us, you could just see the play develop and Penix would just throw the ball into the space and just drop it in buckets. And it was very impressive to watch in person. He is very good. Uh, and Texas is going to have their hands full. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of cool because, so I got to see Penix play when he was at Indiana. Uh, he came to East Lansing. I think that would have been three years ago now. And I mean, he was slinging it around there even. And that's it with at Indiana without obviously Roma Dunes, Jalen McMillan, but it was huge for Washington to get Jalen McMillan healthy. Uh, he's been he's been banged up all year. I mean, you look 
you look at his, he's played in five games this year. And coming into the year, we were like, is this the best one-two duo in college football? Him and Roma Dunze. And they showed out. Uh, it is exactly what you needed if you were Washington. It's one of those things, too, for Washington. They are the perfect, like, controlled environment type of football team because they, the, what they thrive on is being able to air it out and not having, like, you've seen them in some of the games they've struggled this year. Weather was a big factor in that. I mean, there was obviously the Oregon State game where it's pouring down rain. There was a game, I want to say it was maybe Arizona or Arizona State. It was really windy, and Penix was having a hard time throwing it. Or no, it was Utah. It was Utah at home where he just, I mean, it was like 40-mile-an-hour gust. And so Washington's the perfect controlled environment team, and it it's huge for them to get McMillan back going into a just awesome playoff game that we're going to obviously talk about in a little bit. But, um, yeah, that would have been an awesome game to be at, Cole. I, I've only gone – you and I have only gone to uh, one conference championship before that, and that was the Big Ten championship. And that game in the Pac-12 was exactly how you want conference championships to be, and it's not what we've gotten to have in the past in the Big Ten. But, no, that looked awesome, and I was, I was excited. And our under hit missed by half a point, uh, but – it is what it is. I actually on the podcast did say I was picking Oregon and I was all of that. And then we recorded on day. I think we recorded Wednesday last week and I, I switched up and put, I, I had some great bets that hit on Washington because that spread just didn't make sense. The more I looked at it and then kind of with who Washington or who Oregon had beat, they didn't really beat like a top team dominantly. And so that was a lot of points and I switched up and I'm glad I switched up. I'm sure uh, your roommate is thrilled uh, because there's a good chance that uh, the roommates are going to have a little national championship chance, which would be pretty cool. Hey, hey the, this apartment is 26 and 0 undisputed one and two. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. The, the, so I, as you know, as you said, I've been to the Big Ten Championship and the Pac-12 Championship. Um, I will say Vegas is a better host city. However, the production, the game production, um, it, it's, I think it's better in Indianapolis. I think they do a better job of um, crowd interaction. They do a better job of, I guess, just the whole production and the, uh, the lights, the uh, intros. I think they do a little bit better of a job in Indy for that. Um, the game was obviously better than any Big Ten championship because of the West situation. It was actually a good game. Um, but, I mean, hey, these teams will be in the Big Ten next year, so they'll get, get the feel. I, it was a great city, uh, beautiful stadium, the Death Star. But um, they could definitely work on – I guess they don't need to work on it anymore because it's over a little bit of their game day production. Um, the, the Washington fans showed out. Uh, Oregon, it was split pretty evenly down the middle. Oregon was loud, but Washington fans, they were, they were loud. And it's fun when they, whenever a big play happens, like a stop on third down, they're all barking. Um, and it is, it is, it is loud. And they, there's a, a lot of people say, oh, the way the stadium's structured, that's why Washington has like one of the loudest stadiums that helps for sure. But those fans are loud. They brought it and it was, it was pretty impressive and, uh, happy for, happy for all the Huskies. But there was a game, I think that meant even more, uh, and really caused chaos, uh, in this and that was it was a great game Alabama Georgia um, and it started out I thought Georgia was going to dominate uh, they, the way they marched on that field got the ball back and 
And then Bama took over. They got up to 17-7, and they were just, they never really let off the gas. And it was similar. Georgia went down and scored to the, to the Pac-12 championship where Georgia went down and scored after they were down 10, thought they would get the ball back. And Milrow just ran the ball really well. Uh, some great play calls by Tommy Reese. Um, and what a, what a, he has done a great job of just improving as a play caller this year as well. Uh, Miller's improved as a quarterback. The whole team's improved, but he, Tommy Reese has done a really good job of improving as a play caller. And, and, and they got it done and they sent the, the college football world into chaos. Yeah. And I mean, Nick Saban, like it's, it's, that's a trademark Nick Saban thing. Like, Kirby Smart obviously is the only uh, head coach or former assistant of Saban's that has really had any success after leaving Saban, and that game was that game was my favorite to watch just because uh, I had a good future on Bama to win the SEC. I also though just kind of wanted to see what these two just dominant programs over the last ten years what would happen in a game where. They, in my opinion, there wasn't really a. I, I thought they were pretty even. I thought that line was crazy. Um, six and a half was a lot. It it went way down on game day to four for Alabama. Uh, well, obviously as underdogs, but it was one of those things. The first two possessions for Alabama, they didn't run Jalen Milrow at all. They were like, all right, here we're gonna go. We're gonna try and run it, and then we're gonna throw it. Well, Jalen Milrow. If you you got to get him running because he is very, very good at running the football. And that's what they did. And right when they started doing that on the third drive, um, things started working. I mean, you look at – I'm looking at the game – or the, the box score and then the play-by-play, and it's their drive. They go down and score. Milrow runs it five times on that drive. So that's what you got to do, and that's what they're going to have to do going into Michigan because, yeah, Jalen Milrow is not an elite thrower at all. He can, he can throw down the field – but sometimes even those are a bit shaky. Um, but Alabama did it. I was ex- very excited they did it because, and now it's very ironic that Alabama gets to play Cole's team after everything that they did say or Cole has said about Alabama. And uh, I will say Cole and I did. We got two of our four playoff teams correct. Um, I, I had it down. Cole got two. We got same team. We both had Texas getting to our playoff. Uh, you obviously had Michigan, and I had uh, Bama in the playoffs. So we went two of four. My four was Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, and Texas. And to be honest, if if Florida State would have lost, I was like, oh, I wonder if that would get Georgia in. But the Texas, when they came out at three today, I was like, okay, that's the committee did what was right in terms of the Bama-Texas scenario. Obviously, I don't know about the rest of it. But Cole, it was a great game. And uh, I did go 2-2 two and two on my futures for conferences, which was very nice. Uh, I had the, the Texas one was in a parlay with Ohio State. So that but it was a free bet, so didn't really lose money, which was good. But uh, Bama and Florida State both hit, which was very nice. And they get to play Michigan. So if, if, if they beat Michigan and end Michigan season – That'd be very funny for this podcast, but we got a long way to go on that. But yeah, great game, and it was a high-level football game. And yeah, Georgia, 30 straight wins, or 29 straight wins, um, and it ends, and they don't even get to go to a playoff, so that's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, Michigan's the favorite by a good bit uh, as far as to win the national championship. They are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites against Bama. Uh, Jeff, who would you, if you were on the committee, who would you have... 
What would your final four have been? Obviously, it would have been Michigan, Washington, one, two. What would your uh, three and four have been if you were on the committee? What would you have chosen if it was all up to you? <laughs> if it was all up to me? Oh, geez. See, this is hard because they – so the playoff committee is supposedly the four best teams. But in the last 10 years, I, I'm not very confident that that is exactly what they've done uh, just based on my opinion on a lot of things. So – if I had to say the four best teams, I would have I would have not put Texas in. And I would have put I would have put Georgia in, um, just because I th- and this is me saying Ohio State. I'm not even putting Ohio State in it, but you can't because I think Georgia would have had more deserving than Ohio State, which is crazy to say because obviously Ohio State lost to the better team by the end ranking. But that's what I would have done. I'm sorry, Florida State would have been. Uh, <laughs> It would have not been good for the playoff, and they would have got blown out. And it's hard that Jordan Travis getting hurt does that. It's our first time we've really had that, if you think about it, going in the playoff uh, where a star player like that gets hurt. And it was interesting because I, I listened to uh, – it was uh, – who said it? I think – no, Kirk Herbstreit said it right after all of it got announced. He said if three weeks ago – Michigan lost J.J. McCarthy. Now, Michigan beat Ohio State, so that that type of a win is really hard to justify because of, obviously, like that's a hard scenario to play out. But they were saying the quarterback matters so much, especially those elite quarterbacks. And I was, I'm just curious. I wonder what would have happened if, like, Penix was out and they knew, but they still were 13-0. But then my thing with that, those are hard scenarios because Washington would have beat Oregon which is a heck of a win and Michigan would have beat Ohio state. So it's, it's hard, but no, I think they made, I do think they made the right decision. The one I thought they were going to maybe mess up was the whole Texas Alabama that we had been talking about. Uh, I, I had said that if they're going to pick between one or one or the other, they were going to pick Alabama if they won the sec and they really didn't because they picked, they picked uh, Texas as the three seed. And I don't know. It was, it was crazy to watch. I mean, I kind of had the feeling that that was what was going to happen. Um, but I don't know. We're going to not have this problem next year. And I love that because this is the best year we've had in terms of a, I would say, a balanced top of the college football uh, like rankings and everything. I think it is such a balanced teams and I don't think there's a team that like yeah Michigan is the favorite to win the playoff and I would out of the four teams I would make them the playoff as well but in past years you go into this and Georgia's like minus 300 to win the the, the uh, playoff once they get it and that's just like I don't know what Michigan is I haven't looked at it but if they're minus a heavy number I'd be shocked and so it's nice to see because 12 teams would have been great. Uh, I was looking at a projected bracket of what that would have looked like. And those are great football games. But that's, this is how it is. Four teams this year. And in my opinion, they did get it right. It sucks for Florida State, Cole. It sucks. Like, there is no other way to describe what they that they got screwed from how it's been historically. Because historically, they get into that playoff, I think. Um, but I do think there's an SEC bias. I think that's a real thing. But if you tell me that Alabama and Georgia both didn't make the playoff, um, I would say that that's not a good playoff because I think those two teams are definitely two of the four best teams and only one got in in the end. But 
I think they got it right. Um, in my opinion, I actually think Washington should have been one, but that does not matter. They're pissed because they don't get to play at the Rose Bowl, which is a big deal for Washington being on the West Coast and everything. Um, I saw Kalen DeBoer was not happy that they didn't get the one seed, but I think they got the right four teams. Cole, for how they tried to word it, let's just say that. I think Florida State should have been in over Bama. I think it's just the name. I think, I mean, I, I do think, I mean, they, Bama got beat at home by 10 points this year. Bama barely beat a, the six and six group and five team in South Florida. Um, I just, they barely beat a bad Texas A&M team or not a great Texas A&M team. They barely beat a four or a three win or four win Arkansas team at home. I mean, I, that, I, but you know, I, if Jordan Travis was healthy, if Jordan Travis was healthy, they would have put him in. They threw, uh, yeah, but still, they they had a prayer. They were one play away on a fourth and thirty-one from losing to a six and six Auburn, who just lost to a thirty-point game to New Mexico State. I I don't know how when you're splitting hairs and oh, I test, I test, whatever, the how you can do that. Florida State went two and zero. Oh, against the SEC and none of their games were at home. The ACC went six and four against the SEC this year. How do we know, except for the Fugazi fake rankings that these teams put out, that the SEC was better? They played the games. How do we know that the SEC actually was better? They, the ACC technically had a better record. The uh, Florida State beat a Heisman contender in LSU and, uh, and Jaden Daniels. I, I mean, I think... It is all eye test. I mean, Georgia had a really weak schedule this year as well, so who, who even knows how the good they actually were. I I think you. there's no way Florida State passed every test. Bama didn't. Yes, they would be favored. Bama would be favored in that game. But who cares? Like, so was Oregon. Oregon was favored against Washington. Who won that game? Oregon was favored by a lot against Washington. Who won that game? I, that can't matter. That can't matter at all. Florida State passed every test and they didn't have a weak schedule. They did not have a weak schedule at all. If anything, it proves that with their third string quarterback, they can still go out and beat a top 15 Florida state uh, Louisville team. Like, I mean, by more than 10 points or 10 points, that's, I think it's, I think the committee was like, look, this is the last year. We don't care if we take heat because we don't have to deal with it next year. We're just going to throw our favorite sec team in because it is dominated by Southeastern conference ADs. Um, I I mean I do think Bam like I don't know what people watch this year. Bama doesn't have that great of a resume. Like how do you only beat Arkansas by three at home? You lo- you lost by ten points at home this year. I mean it's cool you beat Georgia like that's okay. Like oh, there's a lot of teams. Auburn almost beat Georgia too. I think that if Bama won every game and Florida State won every game, you put Bama in over Florida State. Sure, forget about Texas, but. Florida State passed every test. Bama didn't. The games have to matter. And not only did they pass, like Florida State beat SEC teams too. So uh, I think it's a problem. Yeah, I disagree just because I I think that if you if you want the best teams to get into the playoff, um, and that's and they the, you heard how that, do we know how do you know Florida State's not the best team? Florida what, State. What makes is, you think they're not? Because they the last two weeks without Jordan Travis. Who, if you remove, and these are all hypotheticals, obvious, correct. Like that is that is a fact that these are hypothetical. If you remove Jordan Travis from Florida State, there is zero chance that they are undefeated. And so they're using, and it's in the bylaws that the committee uses. It says if 
team circumstances have changed. And it's a fair thing, Cole, because teams evolve as the year goes on. Teams get better. And that's just how it and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of frustration and I get that. But like anybody that has watched football in terms of and I would say in the last five to six weeks, if you're power ranking teams, I, I mean you look at Joel Klatt. He's had Florida State at nine and ten the last five weeks. It's like it's it is hard because yes, Michigan would much rather play Florida State. I mean, the guys were a little bummed when Alex- Oh, I want Bama. <laughs> I don't want to go against Keon Coleman. We suck against big receivers. Quentin Johnson did this to us last year. I want Bama. Milro cannot throw the ball deep on us. We're fine. No Michigan fan in the right I, I'm happy I have no Bama. No Michigan fan. I'm happy we okay. have Bama. I, I, you guys are going to end up probably being the underdog in that game. And Why are we two and a half point favorites right now? Because it opened. It's going to. You, you want yeah. bet? So, so, but here's how I, it works. Vegas, Vegas opens the line at what they think will happen, and then the public moves it based on where the money goes. Mm-hmm. So the public might change, but the money makers open it, and that's where they think it should be. Those are the people you'll who know see, what they're talking about, not the public. The no, it can move. If it moves, that's fine. But that's because the public moved it, not because the smart people in Vegas moved it. No, but the, the big money guys come in the day of the game and bet the lines down. That's what happened in the Alabama, Georgia. The, it was at five and a half, six and a half. And then the big money guys came in and moved it down to four because that's what people think. And it's going to go down to the end. We'll, we'll get to this in the upcoming weeks, but they're going to get down to Jim Harbaugh's never won a playoff game. And Nick Saban's won national championships, and they're gonna they're gonna move it to Alabama. But that's not the point, Cole. Florida State, yeah, I think it's tough. It's really hard to justify them. But I think like I don't think Texas is better than Alabama, but they used the head to head in that scenario, and so they. How do you know that? Why why don't you think Texas is better? They beat them by ten at, at Alabama. Texas has had as much of a rough spots as Alabama has. Alabama exactly. So if they both had equal rough spots, but one actually played the game teams. and one actually beat them, they're better football teams than the Florida State. Georgia's better than Florida State. Ohio State's better than Florida well, we'll State. We'll see. We'll see. All, the- Florida, all right. Picture this: Florida State <laughs> plays Georgia. This is what's happening. They're in the Orange Bowl. Imagine what happens if Florida State beats Georgia. There is no if and unless, Alabama gets killed by Michigan. Unless Georgia has massive opt-outs, there is no chance that Florida State team that I have watched the last two weeks can beat Georgia. There is no chance because they're just not All good right. without their star player. And it's it's it, it they would be they would do the same thing if Penix got hurt. I really think they would. I mean, but just because they would do it doesn't mean it was it was the right decision. I think it was the absolutely wrong wrong thing that they'd do. Well, I think we got the best playoff that we because it would have been time Michigan will tell. Would have played Florida State. Michigan would have played Florida State and would have been a ten and a half point favorite. It would have been a blowout, and everyone would have been like, either oh, way, it's going to be well, a blowout. So we're fine. Time will tell. Here's what's going to happen. We can circle back once this happens. Florida State's going to go in, and they're going to beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl. And then Michigan's going to kill Bama, and then we're going to really learn how dumb the committee was. That's what's going to happen. Well, well, hey, Bama, you have not had a good read on Bama at all this year because you said they were going to lose four games, five games, and they won the hardest football conference to win. No, not this year. It's not. Why'd the ACC it get a winning is. record against them? Cool. Let's just do this hypothetical. The the third and fourth and fifth teams in those conferences. Yeah. We have, okay, those teams, if we just stack them up, 
the third, fourth, fifth teams in those conferences are all better than the Pac-12 and the definitely the Big Ten. I'm not even the ACC. Oh, yeah, we talk about the that's what that's what hurt Florida State. Let's be real. The 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 the, the how bad the ACC was. Louisville and I bet them to win a lot of games. They were overinflated. That team was very helped out by the fact that they had a weak schedule. NC State being 18, I mean, to be honest with you, is more of a product of being 9-3. and three. Um, But I really think the ACC is what ultimately hurt them. If they, if they were like the winner of the Big 12 with a 13-0, and 0, but the ACC, in most people's opinion, is the worst Power 5 conference. So I think that gets hard. But, no, hey, I love the confidence that Michigan's going to beat Bama and then Georgia's going to get – lose to Florida State, and then that would prove all your points right. So we'll just have to wait a little bit for that. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to, I mean, I, it's, I mean, I don't know how you punish a team for winning every game in a Power 5 conference. But um, well, we won't have to deal with it next and year. Having a tough, and having a tough out-of-conference schedule. Um, we're going to – Jeff, who is – what is your favorite non-college uh, football playoff bowl game, or, or what are your few favorites? Well, obviously, let's talk real quick about – the New Year's Six Bowl. So those are obviously for uh, our fans that don't exactly know how all the bowl games and stuff work. Those are those are like your. If I, I'm trying to think the best way to describe this, Cole. Those are your best bowl games that your teams that just missed out or were in a hunt got to. And these used to be like the premier bowls. Um, you obviously have this year the four. There's six bowl games. They rotate. Um, two every year that become the playoff and you go so like this year we have the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the uh, playoff game venues but the big ones I would say if you look at it the Cotton Bowl is the first one just on in terms of dates uh, Missouri Ohio State which will be well that'll be I think a really good football game um, I'm not sure uh, what the Ohio State situation will look like in that because there's a lot of rumors that Marvin Harrison might be coming back because of NIL and which I don't know. I mean, it seems like you're going to make a lot in the NFL or they're saying like three minutes. I mean, he's just sad because he couldn't beat Michigan. That's the only reason he's coming back. I mean, he said that in an interview. Yes, he's just sad that he couldn't beat him. So welcome back. Come back for a fourth straight loss. Well, we can let's not be next. I, you guys are on top and you are for sure. But next year is a whole new year for Michigan with, Finally, the tough schedule they're going to play. So, uh, next one I want to go to Peach Bowl. I like this one a lot. Two like completely, completely different football teams. You have all offense and all mess, and then you have all defense in Penn State. Uh, I think this is a game you really try to see Penn State uh, implement what they're going to look like next year because a lot of their skill positions are back next year, and we go into a new era of college uh, football with the Big Ten being 18 teams. The Orange Bowl, that's obviously the big one. Uh, Florida State, Georgia, that is a that game's going to be in Florida. So uh, it's going to be – I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a pretty packed house and a lot of Florida State fans there. But Georgia fans are crazy. They'll travel as well. Uh, I would say the one I'm least looking forward to in the New Year's Six Bowl is Oregon against Liberty. Uh, I just – in the past, this game – when the group of five team plays uh, one of the top teams, it actually has not been as horrible as I would usually think it should be. Uh, last year, obviously, Tulane beat USC. 
Um, I think if Oregon, like Bo Nix plays in this game and Bucky Irvine plays. Bo Nix is playing. He, he announced he's playing. Well, then that game's going to be uh, that game's going to be rough. I just hey Liberty's Liberty's been real good this year. Well, I, I I'm sure Liberty's, Liberty's a sleeping giant. In 20 years, Liberty will be in one of the better conferences. Maybe not the Power Five, but within 20 years, they will be in maybe an AAC or even closer up. Maybe um, they, I mean I think they could get to a Big 12 or I think they will be up there ACC maybe in the next 20 years. Yeah, they have a lot of. They are the, quickly growing school. Yeah, no, they are. But I'm just they haven't played an, an Oregon type team that I don't know. I mean. It's hard motivation levels and all of that is I think really hard when you like justify these games. But I mean, I would say Oregon will probably win. I agree. Like, Oregon will win. I'm just saying, don't write it off because we've seen it in the past. Don't write it off. But my, I would say one I'm kind of excited for. I know you're going to be excited for this one. Oklahoma Arizona is going to be a really fun game um, in the Alamo Bowl. I just think that the Alamo Bowl is always like one of the top non. Uh, like New Year's Six bowl games, and I think that'll be the same case this year. Uh, it looks like is it Jed Fish is his name? Yeah, it looks like he'll be staying with Arizona uh, unless some other job like opens and he's. It's looking like, like he's going to have the, the highest contract ever uh, at Arizona, so that's that's cool. Yeah, so he should be staying. But uh, no, there's a lot of good games. Uh, we're going to get to obviously over the next coming weeks. A lot about our kind of bowl games and what we're seeing on them. We do, we will be doing so. ESPN does a Capital One Bowl Mania. It's really fun. You pick all the games. Uh, you can join pools, and I've done one of these for a long time. Uh, for those of you that I've known for a while, I've always had one and looking to do that. And uh, there may or may not be a prize that Cole and I are going to give out to the winner of that. So we'll we'll be keeping everybody updated. We'll put that out there. Um, now if Cole and I win, we get the prize. So there will be, you gotta compete against Cole and I, which will be, that'd be kind of fun. But we do Cole have, uh, I wanted to give everybody our final records for the A plus picks of the week. Um, you just you wouldn't want to do that. I, yeah, I would. I, I, I'm pretty <laughs> happy with the first year of the A plus picks. We're gonna have to figure out how we want to do, uh, college basketball picks. Cause you might destroy me in that, which I'll, I'll welcome that definitely. But, um, you end the year 32, 34, and 1, so you're just below 500. And I ended 37, 29, and 1. So uh, we'll definitely be building on that. Uh, I tracked all mine, $5 bets on all of them. Um, we'll bump that up next year because if, if we're winning like that, you got to bump it up a bit. But uh, you would have won $18 if, if how I when I hit them. Some of them you had to juice the lines and everything, but the 18 bucks is what you would be up if you put five dollars on all my picks. So we'll do some fun things, I think, for the bowl uh, slate. But what games stick out to you, Cole? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think the obvious one is the Orange Bowl. I mean, that is that one is you're gonna have a UCF situation where Florida State's claiming a national championship if they beat Georgia, and there, there is going to be. I mean, people are mad now. There will be absolute anger. If Florida State wins that game, I think that is that that one has a storyline. Um, Ole Miss, Penn State, that is a game where like we will learn a lot. Like I think if Penn State can just come out and dominate Ole Miss, like that would be uh, that would tell a lot um, about the beloved your SEC Jeff, the beloved SEC, um, and how great they are. Um, and 
yeah, I think those two, obviously, that like you said, uh, Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma, Arizona, that'll be a really good one. Love, I would love to see Arizona just stomp them out. Um, and then I do like the uh, Oregon State Notre Dame game and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That will be that should be a pretty good game. I know it'll be weird as Oregon State um, doesn't have their um, head coach because you stole him. Um, so that's going to be tough. DJ won't be playing either. So, um, and then the last one, the cheese at citrus bowl. No one will be watching that cause it's on new year's day when there's other big games, but Iowa versus Tennessee. I think that will be interesting. Another one of big 10 versus, uh, the sec. I don't know if, I mean, Joe Milton might have 10 interceptions against Iowa. Like that <laughs> Iowa is a, like, I mean, their Tennessee's offense was not very good this year. They really weren't. And this could be a game where, I mean, Iowa's offense won't do anything against Tennessee either, but this could be a game where Joe Milton just says, here you go, Iowa, because that's like, that's the only way Iowa wins is off turnovers. And I think Joe Milton is very capable of giving Iowa the ball and field in good territory. I could see it like being 12 to three or 12 to seven. Iowa just kicks four field goals because Joe Milton throws four interceptions. So, I mean, that's that, I think that's a kind of interesting game, but if, um, Next thing we're going to go really quick. This is you're a subject to change. And this is just initial reaction. This is fresh in the mind. Who, how does your playoff go and who wins? Alabama, Alabama, Washington, Alabama wins. I think that, so Xavier Worthy got hurt yesterday in the Texas game. Uh, Most people would not have been watching at that point. It was late in the game. Um, It did not look good. He came out in crutches and a boot. Uh, obviously, his game's four weeks away, but Xavier Worthy is their most dynamic player on offense, and they already lost Jonathan Brooks. Um, and so I would definitely pick Washington in that game, and they are decent underdogs in that game, uh, which just the hate for Washington is is real. Uh, they, they, they're they always underdogs. The last three weeks they've been, or except for the Apple Cup, they were underdogs at Oregon State. Massive underdogs in the Pac-12 championship. And then the initial line has them as four-point underdogs against Texas. So I'm going to go Texas-Washington or Alabama-Washington, and I have Alabama winning. Um, I'm guessing you're going to pick Michigan-Washington with Michigan winning, if I had to guess. If you had to guess, your guess would be correct because it will be Michigan-Washington, michigan Uh, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Michigan-Texas. Um, that would actually be cool if you had Michigan, Texas, and then Michigan has to play Texas again, uh, next year, um, early in the year, that'd be a little, a fun little national championship rematch. Um, I mean, I feel horrible for Bama that they have to come in. Like I would have rather just had a nice, easy bowl game that you could go win, um, because they don't have a chance. They have no chance. I mean, they have a chance. I mean, just because of our record in the past, but I don't think it's a good matchup for Milrow at all. Well, I, I think a lot of people Georgia said, has a bad defensive line. Anyone who watched Georgia all year, they have a bad defensive line. And if you see when Milrow was comfortable with year, this year, he was a great quarterback. But when teams like Auburn or even somehow USF, Texas was able to make Milrow uncomfortable, he looked very below average. And Michigan has a very good defensive line. And Milrow has not been good against a good defensive line. So, I mean, I feel horrible for Milrow. He's going to look horrible. Well, it's one of those things where both teams have not faced uh, this type of a uh, Michigan has not faced as versatile a quarterback as Milrow is with the ability to run, and Milrow has never gone against a defensive front like Alabama. That's a that's a fair 
that's a fair uh, analysis. Obviously, there's a lot of bias in that they have no chance, and you've never given Alabama respect this year at all. Um, it, it's been just crazy to hear the uh, disrespect for Alabama. because They're riding the coattails of the playoff committee. They're, they're, that's, they're lucky that the playoff committee is in their pockets and they were allowed to be. Well, I mean, okay, so we'll use that logic. And to be <laughs> honest, probably the two best teams the last two years in terms of the playoffs. And now, obviously, there's bias in what I'm gonna, about to say. But Ohio State beats Georgia, given a lot of things that happened in that game that were massive. Uh, I mean, you you can go and see a lot of not just Ohio State people, but Marvin Harrison targeting late in the third quarter. That would have put them up two touchdowns, and instead they go up eight points. And so it's just one of those differences where a lot of people probably thought Ohio State was the best team that they snuck in last year. Um, there's a lot of people that think Alabama's the best team that got into the playoffs this year. And they just snuck in. So if Alabama does it, and I'm predicting that they do it, and they win the national championship, then that means they got the best team in there because uh, that's just how it's going to be. We got four weeks, Cole, and we got a long, long time for this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I guess Milrose should be really scared. And it should uh, – Alabama didn't even have their best running back yesterday, and they were easy they, – they ran it up on Georgia. Now, Georgia's – Defensive front is not what Bama's is, but they have better athletes up front, Georgia does, than Michigan. So you 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 look at it, and I don't know. It'll be based on recruiting oh, yeah. rankings. I mean, Georgia has been bad, bad, bad. On the they haven't been line. bad, they bad, have not been bad. But they have not been what Georgia with Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, those type of guys. But they have the better athletes. They haven't even been – I mean, Michigan was way better than them this year. On the yeah, but I still, like you and I have said – Teams were very. Teams were able to run on Georgia. Georgia played year. better teams. Like it, like than, it was. If you watch Georgia, they played better. No, than they Michigan didn't. Look at their strength of schedule. No, it was close. It was. If you look at their strength uh-uh. of schedule, it was close. Look at all the metrics. Okay, strength well, of schedule. If we it was very of close. Schedule. Alabama was way better than all the teams they were compared against to get in. They had more top twenty-five wins. Strength of record was higher. Everything. I know they had one. Yeah, but they still lost. They still lost the game. You can't they lose did. the game. Well, apparently you can still get in, and now get to yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Play in the uh, the Rose Bowl against Michigan, which apparently Michigan has a lot of success in. They haven't been there in a long time, but they do have historical success. We would have been there the last two years, but we had to let Penn State and Ohio State play in it because we we had to go play yep. in the playoffs. So. Well, I will say, Harbaugh has no playoff wins, and Nick Saban has a lot of playoff wins, and that matters. I I think coaching matters when you get to these games. Um, and Michigan has fallen very, very short the last two years. And so they're going to have to go against the big, bad Alabama and the team that has done it better than anybody has in the playoff era. And it'll be good. It, it'll be the perfect chance for Michigan to show that they they have what it takes to win a national championship. And because if they end the 10-year you know, era of the uh, playoff and Ohio State has more than them, I'll, I'll uh, still – Get to use that. And I want to say this really fast. All those people out there that are saying, well, they put Ohio State in in 2014 with their third-string quarterback. Their third-string quarterback went out and beat a top-20 team 59 to nothing. That You can't even compare that to what Brock Glenn did last night for Florida State. And so there's a, a ton of people trying to 
Compare. Brock Glenn won't be in that quarterback, though, when you get to the playoff. It well, will Tate Rotemaker's not good either compared to Jordan I mean, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely not compared to Jordan Travis, that's for sure. Brock Glenn, I'm pretty sure, was as highly touted as Tate Rotemaker was. Yeah, but freshman quarterbacks just aren't good ever. Like, it's very rare that a freshman quarterback goes out and performs. I mean, there's a reason that Alabama that had true. so much quarterback struggles and they still, at the beginning of the year, obviously they fixed that and they still didn't go with their star freshman quarterback. Dante Moore was not good this year. It is rare that a freshman quarterback is good. That is true. That is very rare that it, unless they they have just the perfect system around them, I do think it is really hard. But no, it. I mean, we're going to have some fun discussions on the upcoming weeks and I, I just think Alabama is going to win that game. So it'll be fun. And you think Michigan and... I would yeah, expect you can nothing live, less. You can live vicariously through Alabama since you're gonna be. <laughs> you have to prepare for Missouri. Well, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the same amount of playoff wins after this year, and that'll be that's all I need. To, that's all I'm gonna need to hear. All I'm gonna need to hear because yeah, obviously Ohio State did not make it again. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about in this episode? No, I think I'm good. Uh, it was it was a heck of a year, and I mean it's not over yet, but for a lot of teams it is. Um, Definitely gonna miss every Saturday being loaded, but it's been a, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, ride's not over, and we're really gonna start grinding in and getting into basketball. So it's heck of a time to be alive. Yeah, we got to talk hoops for like three minutes here, real quick. Uh, crazy weekend of college basketball. Um, a lot of people probably, to be honest, weren't even watching just with college football and everything. But Purdue lost at Northwestern. That is their kryptonite. Uh, them playing it. Uh, at, I think it's Ryan Welsh Arena in Chicago, is their worst venue to go into in the Big Ten. They've lost back-to-back years as the number one team. Uh, so Purdue went down. Marquette went into uh, Wisconsin and got beat up pretty good. Um, it, Wisconsin comes into East Lansing Tuesday night, so that'll be a that'll be a good kickoff to the Big Ten, Michigan State and Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan's starting to slide a bit in basketball. Jawan's now not the head coach. He's he's taking some he's taking the back seat for a little bit. Uh, now that's health related. So it, it, well, well, he said it was health related. But uh, um, let Phil Martelli do it. Phil Martelli's a very very good coach, and just let him do it. There's no reason to force yourself if you're not feeling up to it. But then uh, Duke Duke had a rough week, Cole. Uh, Duke is a very good team uh, that I think our number one thing we're seeing so far is parity and parity, parity in college basketball. It's the same way college football was for most of the year. There's not a number one definitive team. Uh, Arizona is going to be number one in the poll come tomorrow, uh, barring um, mere, I, well, I'm, that's my assumption is that Arizona will be number one. But yeah, lots of uh, conference plays starting up. And you have a few of these conferences that play like two games beginning of December and then go the rest of the month. And then obviously end of December, early January, we actually start every game being that. And then we had a UConn-Kansas game Friday night that unfortunately I didn't get to watch any of, uh, but it was a great game. Uh, literally went down to the end uh, and that was exactly how those games should be. So yeah, we're going to be diving into college basketball, probably a lot more in the upcoming weeks, to be honest, just with our college football content dying down a bit for the next like two weeks, I would say. Uh, we're still going to be hitting Transfer Portal. Uh, that officially opens tomorrow. Uh, well, I guess by the time you're listening to this, it would be today, December 4th. And there's a lot of quarterbacks, a ton of quarterbacks going through. So Cole and I are going to kind of take a look 
at a lot of, I mean, highly touted kids, Cole. I mean, uh, Dante Moore's in the portal. You have, obviously, DJU's in the portal. And uh, we have a lot going on in college basketball, but definitely still have a lot going on in college football that we will not miss out on, right? Early signing day is coming up, too. It's, it, is, it is still very uh, big time for college football. Um, yeah, like you said, basketball definitely popped off this weekend, but obviously not a lot of people would have known about that. Couldn't watch the UConn Kansas game, but it seemed like a really good game just because I was at I was at the uh, Pac-12 championship during that. Um, Boo Booey, I mean he North this Northwestern team is not a bad team. They are very good. I think they will be a tournament team for sure. Um, they 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 have a good roster. And Boo Booey, if you've ever watched him, like he he's a baller. He knows he is a gamer. Um, so and yeah, obviously it's produced Kryptonite, which is but that was an sh- absolutely shocking loss either way. Um, yeah, especially and, with how they looked the last like two weeks like they looked like i mean they looked amazing purdue they went into yeah. maui and beat three of the top 10 teams we thought we thought they might never lose a game the way they were looking yeah, i thought uh, they were going 32 and then villanova's on a slide they they lost early to penn and now they've lost their three losses are to penn and then the last two games they lost to st joseph's and then drexel um I will say St. Joseph's, Penn, and Drexel, as far as group of five teams go, those aren't horrible teams. Mid-majors. They are, uh, they are three. Yeah, sorry. I'm used to, <laughs> used to football. football. Let me get out of that. The, mid, the mid-majors, uh, they are not bad teams. Uh, those are some of the teams that I uh, tend to place wagers on. Um, uh, some of my uh, mid-majors that I like. So those aren't horrible loss. Obviously, if you just look at it from – I mean, it's not a good loss. That's for sure. But these aren't horrible teams. These aren't bottom of their conference teams. It's not as bad as um, what happened to Mississippi State today, losing to Southern. Southern's a bad team. Um, but yeah, there's chaos, and right in the middle of that chaos, how do we know James Madison isn't isn't the number one team? I mean, they beat a small school in Keystone, Keystone, but they won 130 to 59 today. I mean, yeah, how do we know? <laughs> how do we know James Madison isn't the number one team in the country? We don't know. Baylor, Baylor's nine and zero right now. They're consistent every year. Baylor's been good, so. Um, a lot of parody, like you said, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a wild ride of college basketball this year. Now it's, 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 we're firmly in the middle of it right now too. It's still going. So definitely keep an eye. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan state, they play, they play Baylor in two weeks, uh, at little Caesars arena. And that's, I mean, that's a great opportunity for Michigan state to pull off a, a big win and, uh, just kid. but yeah, James Madison, I mean, they, I've obviously, been following them because as Michigan State fan, you want them to do really good. But uh, yeah, we're going to be hitting it all this week later. Uh, we'll have our, we'll have our, it won't be a preview episode because there's no football to preview. Maybe we'll, we'll talk a little Army Navy, see what that over under set at. You know, that's always a fun uh, first one to five or like I, I always see that as a joke because they're like field goal and a safety. First one to five wins that game. So Army Navy is this weekend, but there's no other football. But lots of basketball, and we will definitely be keeping you guys in the loop on all of that. And, uh, yeah, enjoy college football. These Just enjoy the talk that goes around all this. Feel sympathetic for Florida State because it does suck for their kids. I know I just kind of trashed on them, but it does suck for those kids that played their hearts out all year and now don't get to play in a playoff. Um, but... Stay in touch with the transfer portal. Cole and I will be posting stuff on the Twitter. A lot of transfer portal info. And uh, we will see you later this week for another episode of A Degree in Sports.